Welcome to the after party. Tonight we discuss a priest and his unholy trinity of carnal desires. So, now there's a lot out there about priests molesting children, which is awful and true. But this is, you know, a little different. Like this priest I don't know. Maybe uh, he's on to something. It'll if it'll keep him away from kids. But uh, this is the story of a disgraced Louisiana priest, Reverend Travis Clark, who was caught having sex on his church altar with two dominatrices, or dominatrix, or I don't know the plural of the word because I I don't know. <laughs> I just don't. I mean. How many people know the plural to dominatrix? Uh, Dominatrices, maybe. Yeah, I think that's what it is, but it's just kind of funny. Like, yeah, we, we, we don't know the plural for dominatrix. I didn't know they work together, but apparently they do. The, uh, the 39-year-old was serving as a pastor at St. Peter and Paul Catholic Church in Pearl River, Louisiana. Reverend Travis Clark went into hiding after he was caught in an unholy trinity with Mindy Dixon and Melissa Chang, both of whom were wearing corsets and high heels. A stunned bystander observed the barely clad women and half-clad priest through a window. The altar was reportedly equipped with stage lighting, sex toys, and a tripod. Cops determined that everything that went on that night was consensual, but they arrested the Randy clergyman and his two scantily clad companions on obscenity charges because they were in view of the public. Professional dominatrices, Dixon, who was 41, which is getting up there for dominatrix, and Chang, 23, were also detained and charged with obscenity for the immoral act. However, both assert their innocence on the grounds that all parties were consenting adults. Their attorneys have maintained that the incident occurred behind closed doors on private property and that the person who peered through the window is to blame. Chang has since claimed that the night has caused her serious emotional and physical anguish as well as nightmares. Writing on her GoFundMe page, quote, The fact that I am being vilified like this is quite frankly appalling. I understand that people may be upset by this situation, but that does not make this conduct illegal or criminal in any way. I would implore anyone seeking to pass judgment to direct their energy elsewhere. What else does she say? In order for me to come out of this in a strong, empowered, and healthy way, I must take a hiatus from work and social media as my life has been overtaken by the publicity of this scenario, which I could have never in my wildest dreams fathomed to be my reality, yet here I am. I am an empowered woman, dominatrix, and a believer of safe, sane, consensual, and private BDSM practices. The bail, which has already been paid, the time off work, time spent in jail, content lost and seizure of my belongings, film and lighting equipment, $1,000 worth of makeup, lawyer fees, and the toll on my mental and physical well-being has amounted to no small price. I'm so shaken up I keep having nightmares and panic attacks and literally can't work on anything. I feel overwhelmed with anxiety from this ordeal. I, I mean, she says the loss and seizure of her belongings. I don't think that the police department is going to keep it unless it's evidence and if she's found not guilty she'll get it back but yeah i mean i don't know dude everyone's beautiful 
right? But do you want a dominatrix that needs a thousand dollars worth of makeup? <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't Sounds know. Sounds <laughs> rough, but all right. Anyway, go ahead. Cheng wrote about the passerby who watched the sexual act on her OnlyFans account, stating, "My privacy is violated, and I get in trouble." Cheng's side boasts of her skills, including her ability to deliver flying kicks, and warns she is extremely flexible and powerful, charging three hundred and fifty dollars an hour. Dixon, who was arrested alongside Cheng, is based in Seattle. She promotes her dungeon and S&M catalog, emphasizing that she does not have sexual relations with her clients and that they are not permitted to touch her. The day before coming to New Orleans, Dixon boasted about her plans with Clark on social media, stating that she intended to defile a house of God with another dominatrix. It is unknown who orchestrated the illicit church relationship that landed Dixon, Chang, and Clark in jail, but it is known that the two dominatrices came to Louisiana and met with the pastor. Clark was freed after paying a $25,000 bond. Chang and Dixon paid $7,500 bonds. Travis Clark got a three-year suspended prison sentence for engaging in the unholy trinity along with three years of supervised probation and a $1,000 fine. That falls in one of our favorite categories. I didn't know I had to tell you that. Same with the uh, jury that used a Ouija board to contact the dead person. <laughs> and ask him. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know we had to tell you that you couldn't use a Ouija board. Uh Reverend Clark, I, I didn't know we had to tell you that you couldn't have threesome sex on the altar at church. I mean, it's it just reeks of mental illness to me that this Travis Clark thought that that would be okay or wanted to get away with it even though he knew it wasn't okay. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, but... It's also probably a surprise to him that like this is an arrestable thing. Mm -hmm. Like who would who would have thought? Well, I mean, there's got to be public nudity laws, and I mean, I'm sorry. Like if I'm in my house and I'm standing at the window naked, and a kid walks by and sees me, that's a crime. It doesn't matter where I'm at. If someone in the public can see you, it's a crime. This is obviously a troubled soul. Maybe, I, I hate to say this, but maybe he was being influenced by a dark spirit or something because I can't imagine why a priest would want to do this at church. You know what I mean? Like, that, I can't fathom that. Like, what's the draw of doing it on the altar if it's not strictly trying to be evil? Well, I mean, they were filming it. And these two dominatrices were, you know, they're, they have online presences and whatever. They were probably trying to, they probably got the opportunity to do this. You know, this guy invites them down and says, hey, we can do this in a real church. Like, this can be our set. And they're like, oh, yeah, that sounds, you know, shocking or whatever. It would get clicks if you had some kind of right. thumbnail that used that image. So it was really probably just like Clark was like, all right, I have something to hook him. <laughs> so I'm going to bring him in and get what I want. And they're going to get like an interesting setting to do it. And I totally understand it from their point of view, because I mean, say what you want. I'm an empowered woman and all this stuff, but I mean, you're in it for the money. You know what I mean? It's that's 
what it all boils down to. Mm-hmm. But so I understand it from their point of view. But I, I, even as saying this is a a hook to get them down here, I mean they still charged. It's not like they're like, hey, we'll do it for free if we can use your altar. You know <laughs> what I mean? Yeah. But anyway, I think we just kind of thought that was an interesting short story to share. Totally. Yeah, no word on where Clark is now. I'm hopeful that he's no longer in the church, but they're very forgiving. So. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I... I don't know, man. Like, I wonder if they did something to the altar at the church he wound up at. Kind of like you see these, um, I think we talked about them before, these benches in cities that are designed so you can't lay on them. Yeah. They've they found some way to design an altar that he can't, like, have sex on. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, do they have to remove that altar? Uh, I mean... I don't know. At one of the churches that I went to, they claimed to have a sliver of the actual cross that Jesus was crucified on as part of their altar, like built into it as a relic. So, I don't know. I mean, that could be bullshit, too. They could be lying. They could have been lied to about where it came from, whatever. But... I don't know, like if you have someone that was killed in your house, right? You Maybe there's no haunting, maybe there's no ghost, maybe there's no demon, but it's just like, uh, I don't want to be here where somebody died. Yeah. And like, uh, I just don't want to have to check my host for crabs before I eat it. <laughs> God. <laughs> just blow it off. It just gets worse the more I think about it. (laughs) Oh, God. It's terrible. These dominatrixes, it was... A lot of it was like, ha-ha, we're gonna... uh, You know, this religion is against pornography, so we're going to get them back, you know, or whatever. I, I mean, I'm not Hindu, but I wouldn't go and intentionally defile a Hindu temple. You know what I mean? It's like these women are pieces of shit, too. So as far as I'm concerned, they can all go fucking rot in jail or we'll send them to the Agori and they can decide what to do with them. Yeah. Anyway, that's all we've got for you in the after party. Don't forget to share this episode on social media and check out the Parabox link in the show notes. Good evening, Crypt Keepers. Make sure if you're in church today, check that uh, host before you suck it down. (laughs) 